everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is May 31st, 2021. Well, big night for the gutty little Dave and Jeff show. We'll see. Very excited. I may have to tweet a picture out of this. The boys at JP25 Media have invested in a new board. I Dude, like it, Dave. See? A little bit of uh, complaining. Look what happens. Well, fuck. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> But I like it. It's all kinds of fancy colors and shit. Dude, it is. I don't even know what the fuck these buttons do. It's like if you're playing Simon. If I get bored by you, right. I just start playing Simon. <laughs> I don't even know what all these colored buttons do. Uh, so much to talk about. Let's start with a little local media news. Okay. You and I received a text today, I don't know, probably about 3.30 in the afternoon, from our good buddy Todd Villalobos over at Channel 8. He said, hey, guys, I just want to give you a heads up. Be watching tonight at 6.50. Today is Kyle Kraska's last day on Channel 8. Yes, that's right. And that Kyle is elected to move on uh, like Ernie. I know. I love how many people texted me and said, did Ernie get fired? No. No, he didn't. He left on his own. Yeah, it's unusual, though, but he did True. leave on his own. And Kyle left on his own, yes. too. And it's crazy, Dave, to think that he had been there more than 20 years. And listen, as as everybody knows, there was definitely a time in this town where we had been around the track a few times. But he has turned into a very, very good friend. And somebody, I think, Dave, you would agree, is a very cool guy. Yeah. We had a great time having him in here. We've had a great time supporting his blood drive that he's done the last couple of years. So I just... Uh, just wanted to start by wishing him the best, man. That That's a hell of a run. More than 20 years over there, KFMB. And uh, and tonight at 6.50, put a wrap on it. And Todd Villalobos is a longtime friend of ours, as are a lot of people there. Man, people don't leave that building. People go there and they stay there forever. So, uh, so good for Kyle. You know, it's funny. Is You're right. About 20 years ago, 20 years ago, 19 years ago, we had a big runaround with him. Yeah, you know, things we were not on good. Well, no, um, it would be about 20 years ago now. I thought it was 2002. Uh, no, we were out March of 2002. Yeah, but didn't but we blame all, him? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Him and Austell. Yeah. But, but it started going down in the summer of 2001. Okay. Yeah, but, so 20 years ago, we hated his guts. Thought he, was a bad, <laughs> thought he was a bad dude. I mean, really, we did. Yeah. We, we hated his guts. I mean, there were... There were times, and we we shared everything with the audience. Our audience he knew. Knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. I mean, it was uncomfortable for him, and for us, I was fine that he was uncomfortable. You know, and I'm glad that you know we have we have turned a page. And unfortunately, it took something terrible for right him to come up to us. I remember opening day. No, All Star Game. It was was it All Star Game? I thought it was, it was the, opening day. Nope, All Star Game. I, I I think you're wrong. I because I think right. we were looking at Derek Norris. Nope. And Kyle walked over and he goes, that guy's a bad guy. You think he's a good guy, he's a bad guy. And we're like, fuck off, Kyle. No, it and was. And Kyle was right. It was BP before the home run derby. You think so? 100% because he came over, talked to us about what had happened. Because if you remember, he had gotten shot in February. And yes. what bothered me about that, Dave, not, I mean, obviously a lot. But what bothered me as a dad was that people started texting when Kyle got shot, start making jokes. Like, dude, the fucking guy gets shot eight times. Yeah. And people think it's funny to go, oh, where are Dave and Jeff? Dude, there was a lot of those people. And I was just like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, that's not even funny. That's no. fucked up. Like, whatever happens work-wise, 
You never want to see anything like that. Of course but, not. No. And so we were at the, we had gone on the next day and we said, listen, uh, we all know what happened last night out of Kyle. We know our history, but out of respect to Kyle yes. and his family, it doesn't feel right for us to comment on this situation. 100%. There were people in town that said he was making phone calls from the ambulance. They said a lot of false things. And when he came out, after being in a coma for a week, he said to Todd Villalobos, did anybody get the story right? And he said, yeah, Dave and Jeff got it right. And so we were on the field prior to batting practice uh, for the home run derby. And he came up and he said, hey, you guys don't have to talk to me at all, but I just wanted to say thanks. Yeah. And at that point, we said, hey, man, bygones be bygones. Exactly right. Tell me the story. Yeah. And it's been great. And we sat with him, Dave, if you remember, up kind of right next to the Western Metal Building or, or right, we were up high down there for Home Run Derby. Yep. And we sat with him all night, bullshitted and laughed and the whole thing. And we mended that fence that day. We've been friends ever since. So We, we have been. Yeah. And ter- we supported the blood drive, which was, right. and we've had him in here a few times. And absolutely. This is, that's one of, i tell you what, one of the rare th- times of my life where I have gone the other way. Like usually I told him I'm a strike one guy. Yeah. And after, after that whole deal, I remember when he, that, that day when we saw him at Petco and he hugged us. Yeah. And I was like, this guy feels like your grandmother when she's oh, 90 years old tough. and you realize how, how much his body had deteriorated, how, what it, what a toll it took on him. Yeah. And, uh, and it was cool. And, and to me, Dave, I've always been because I've done enough stupid shit in my life. And what I've always tried to the people that were impacted by that is I've just tried to sincerely apologize and hope that we can move forward. And uh, and I'm really glad. I'm I'm really glad we move forward. So tonight tonight isn't about that or or rehashing past history. It's about congratulating a guy on a really really great run. And congratulations to him. And I I texted him tonight and said, Hey man, proud to be your friend. It's cool. He's a good dude, and uh, and I enjoyed that show when he came down here that night. And then I think the half hour afterwards off air was yeah. really, really great. But out of respect uh, to Dave and to Kyle, we'll let that half hour and me. Uh, that was just kind of off the air shit. It was great, and and we got a lot of things taken care of. So good for him. You know, it's funny is as you were talking, I was looking on my phone because I hadn't sent him a message. I just literally got home uh, before you walked in. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to text him right now. And yeah. then I realized I don't even have his number. Like, I just I had to send him a message through. Uh, a douche. Him I or me? You. Maybe he never gave it to me. Oh, that's Maybe on I purpose. Maybe on purpose. Son of a bitch. And I'm not giving it to you. I don't want it. I just sent him a note through Twitter. Yeah, that's good. Like every other schlub yep. in town. You and Steve Dolan. He'll get right back to you. Steve Dolan blows guys off. That son of a bitch. Knew it. That's uh, why he hides an alpine. What a Memorial Day weekend. David happened Friday night. It and did? It happened Friday okay. night. I was scheduled to hang out with my son, Cade. <clears throat> They're now 13. Every parent's gone through this. And I go over to pick him up, and uh, I see his brother. And his brother was going to hang out with his mom. And I said, What are you doing? He goes, I'm going to the movies. I go, Yeah. Who are you going to the movies with? And he said, well, I'm going with, uh, he reels off about six names, guys and girls, right? 
And yeah. I, go, I go, what are you going to see? Then he goes, uh, quiet, quiet place too. And I go and I go, all right, hang on a second. So I go find his brother and I go, hey, I go, these guys are all going to the movies. He goes, yeah, I know. I go, do you want to go? He goes, I didn't want to blow you off. We'll just hang out on Friday night. I go, one of my greatest memories in high school. And David, I want to ask you this. Yeah. One of my greatest memories in high school was Friday night, Saturday night, going to the movies with my buddies or our girlfriends or those kind of things. AMC and Encinitas, Flower Hill and Del Mar was always the two theaters. And I said to my son, Kay, dude, as much as I love hanging out with you, I'm not going to block you from that. Because as you get ready for high school... Did you use the phrase cock block? No, I did not. Oh, okay. But I am a big believer, Dave, and you tell me when you think back about your high school experience. I believe there were two kinds of people. Okay. (laughs) There were the people that were out and doing things with their friends, and whether it was going to high school football games or playing in football games, going to movies, going to concerts... Man, your your phone was ringing and buzzing because a group of friends always wanted to go out doing something. For us, I was lucky enough that it was a good group. We're out doing fucking hash or robbing banks. But we were out. We were out every Friday night. We were out Saturday night. It might be a study group. It could do whatever. And then there were a group of kids that just felt like they stayed to themselves yeah. and didn't go out as much. And I said to my son... Dude, if your high school experience is going to be great, I'm I'm out tonight. I'm not standing in the way. You got to be part of it. And so he and his brother, first time, went to the movie theater with about six friends, checked it out. I picked them up afterwards. And uh, it was very funny, as eighth graders do. The four guys sat in one row. The four girls sat in a different row. But uh, they had a good time. But do you remember that? And was that a big part of your high school Going to movies, going to concerts, going to dinner, doing those kind of things yeah, with of your friends. Especially in, uh, it started for me, I think, in around, god dang, junior high, I'd say. Well, middle school, they call it now. But around the same age your kids are right now. And the, the funniest thing, looking back on it, is you always had the kids that would say to their parents, don't drop me off in front of the theater. Yeah. Drop me off over here, I'm walking in. Now, <laughs> what's ridiculous is nobody thinks, hey, did you drive yourself yeah. here? At 14? Yeah. <laughs> Did you take your mom's car at 13, yeah, 14 years man? old? I mean, what the fuck? Why, why, you're looking back on it. It's really the dumbest thing, but I think we all did it. We said, yeah. no, don't drop me off in front of the fucking theater. Right. I got it. No, uh, you, you're, you're absolutely right. And so when I went to middle school, I lived in Tennessee. When I went to high school, I, went to, I lived in L.A., and we went to Westwood all the time. So, so yeah. many times you see these movie theaters that are in the movies, like the yeah. Bruin. And, oh, yeah. and I'm like, well, I saw a million movies there over and over again. And so, yeah, the, the movie thing was was great. Also, there's always somebody, this is kind of funny, in Tennessee, I didn't know anyone that was an actor. Mm. Uh, the, the other day, the movie At Close Range was on TV. Yeah. Do you remember that movie with Sean Penn? Sean Penn, yep. Sean Penn's in, in that movie, and it was filmed in my friend's backyard. Oh, wow. And so it was a big deal because Madonna just married Sean Penn, and Sean Penn and Madonna were in that area of Nashville for like six weeks in our friend's backyard. Whoa. Filming. And it wasn't, when I say backyard, it's not a San Diego backyard. I'm talking like 10 acres. Yeah. Christopher Walken, you know. Sure. But it was, at the time, Madonna was was big. And so uh, that was a big deal. But when I went to L.A., 
everybody everybody knew someone that was an actor. Mm-hmm. Like David Schwimmer grew up on my street. Funny. You know what I'm saying? And and there's always somebody that that was an actor. And it's like, oh, shocker. It wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a big deal. And so uh, the movie thing or the TV show thing was was kind of nuts. I told you, my yeah. buddy went to school with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And told him, you know, basically what you told Tony Hawk. Good, right. Good fucking luck. Yeah, good luck. Have a plan B. <laughs> Have a plan B, asshole. <laughs> but yeah, the it's movie cool. theater thing going to your, wait, the question you're asking me, yes, it's a huge part of my life. Still is. I still love movies. We went on Saturday. Did it, you tell your kid about the popcorn trick or is it wait till he gets older? Oh, no, you idiot. Uh... But they went, and I just said to him, I go, if you miss it now, you're always playing catch-up. You're always, right? You got to be in that initial group. You got to be there at the start. Yes. The whole deal. So they went and saw that movie, Quiet Place. Had they seen Quiet Place 1? Yeah. They, really? I, okay. I said that movie was kind of stupid. Never I, saw it. Yeah, stupid. I just thought it was dumb. I got It bored. didn't matter to them. They just wanted to be with they the group to to the and the movie. girls and everything. Right. And so they went. They had a great time. Dave, I, I didn't even I didn't even put the pressure on him. What we did was I said, look, I gotta run about four different errands. So I'm gonna park over here. Now you're a twenty yard walk from the theater. You're covered. Go do your thing and I'm text you when we're done and yeah. just come hang out. Right? Because I get it. Um, because you're trying to feel like you have some kind of street cred, even though you're 13. Yeah. So it's fine. Don't do anything to just let them do their thing. So I, I pick them up afterwards and go, hey, how was the movie? The whole deal, whatever. Ah, it was good. Ah, wasn't that great. But did you have a good time? We had a great time. Good. And I go, that's really cool. So it got in my head and I said, you know what? I'm going to find a movie. We're going to go to the movie on Saturday. And I cannot even tell you the last movie I saw in the theater. I can't either. We saw a movie on Saturday called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Dude, I wanted to see that movie. Dude, this fucking movie, Dave, is one of my... Fuck, I want to see this movie. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It is so good. I'm not going to give away a whole lot because it, it, if I give away too much, it just... Uh, we could just tell you this because they, they tell you this in the description. Bob Odenkirk, you guys know him from... Better Call Saul, Saul and, and Breaking Bad. Uh, he's just an everyday guy at home. And uh, his house gets robbed. And he's there with his son and his wife. And he gets a little emasculated. And it bothers him. And he determines that, you know what? I can't. I got to do something about this. I got to do something about it for me, for my son, for my wife. And this... Dude, I'm telling you, Dave, I went in kind of just knowing that part as the storyline. We yep. heard him on Stern. If For the guys in this audience, if you have not seen Nobody, it is so great. Now, I saw it at uh, Mission Valley in the theater, but on Amazon, it's one of those where you can rent it for like 20 bucks. Yeah. You can still rent it, and it'll probably drop in a couple of weeks. Holy shit, man. I think this audience would love it. Fucking yep. love it. Well, he's great. He is so goddamn good in this movie. Christopher Lloyd's in the movie. Great. And, uh, well, he said, you know, again, not giving anything away in his personal life. This happened to him. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so he, he was on Jimmy Kimmel talking about this. That's why dude. I said, I got to see this movie because this happened to him basically in real life. 
it, where somebody broke into his home yeah. and he said it was terrible. Yeah. He is, he's so goddamn good in this movie. Yeah. And this movie is so fun. It's great. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. So we did that. I got to see that. And then on Saturday night, we just, it was just movie time. So we went home. When's the last time? Have you watched any of the Avenger movies? No, you know, I never have. Dude, they are so good. And I, I was have. saying to my kids, um, if it wasn't for them, I don't know that I would have ever seen them. It's but- funny. Jake was my go-to guy on that. That Jake, I told you, was a superhero movie guy. And so yeah. him and I always always share that. I don't I don't know anything about the DC guys. So I'm sorry for Batman and all those. But dude, the Batman movies are great. But, dude, Robert, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, just those guys, right? Tom yeah. Holland is Spider-Man and John Favreau. Man, all the um, – Paul Rudd, all these guys. It is so goddamn good. We watched the last two, Age of Ultron and then Endgame. Holy fuck. So fun. And then uh, and then watch Toronto do what they do so well. Tonight choked away. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, as Padre fans, we've gone through heartbreak. Yeah. But – the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame isn't in our backyard. MLB offices are not in our backyard. We're not one of the oldest franchises in baseball. This goddamn Maple Leafs team's unbelievable. Dave, I don't know if you saw. They have not won a playoff series. Think about this. An original six team, they have not won a playoff series since 2004. They are 0-8 in their last eight deciding um, series of signing games. Yeah. 0 and 8. And they've not won a Stanley Cup since 1967. They were up against the Montreal Canadiens three games to one. They, they lose two straight. They go home tonight. It's the first time all year they've had fans in the building. They let 500 first responders in the building, and they were so awful. Oh. And they lose again. And they're out tonight. Huge payroll. Right, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Nylander, they got all these guys. And in the world of hockey, people are just like, what is, it would be like the Yankees. Well, you know who they are? You just described, they're the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. They're, I, they're, they're, think about it. One well, I think of, one, they're the Red Sox prior to Yeah, but the Red 04. Sox, exactly. But think about the Browns, haven't, were great before Super Bowls, haven't yes. been to a Super Bowl. No. Can't do jack shit, but yet they're one of the most historic franchises with the historic players. Yeah. Great, again, big payroll right now. Yeah. Loaded with talent. They're the Cleveland Browns right I now. I think they're even bigger than that, Dave. I, I think they're, when's the, I mean, Cowboys, when's the last time Cowboys won? Cowboys haven't won since 95. Nine, well, yeah, okay, so that. But they still talk about the Cowboys like they won last year. When the Cowboys won in 95, it had been 28 years since the goddamn Maple Leafs won a that? championship, right? How about that? I mean, I think it's probably closer to the Red Sox. I really do. When you go, or the Cubs, maybe those two, right? Well, those are like almost 100 years. You know, you're talking yeah. 54 years right now. That's yeah. insane. What's but, the deal with the teams you fucking follow? Well, Think I about it. I Your know. twins can't win shit in the postseason. Uh, the twins are... Bunch of, I mean, at least they have two. At least they have two in my lifetime. They do. The Kings have two in my lifetime. That's true. So I go, you it's take those. You. you aren't the jinx. But, man, Dan Williams was texting me tonight like, what the hell? I go, I don't know, bud. I don't know what to say. <laughs> have, you, your- 
Have you ever looked at it to see? Because you're now that you're a King season ticket holder, do you ever yeah. look at the price of what it would be to a uh, Toronto season ticket holder? Oh, that's a great question. I have not. I have not. Yeah, I'm curious. And like I said, I mean, I watched them. I can't, I can't claim like I'm a 50 year fan yeah, or, gotcha. or that I've been. Man, I started watching the Kings in '84. Yeah. So that I feel like at least I go. Well, that's 30 plus years. I'm invested there. Um, but I, I just I look at it and I go, I, I just can't imagine. So when I said last year, when I, I said, hey, I'm going to jump in on the leaves this year, people are like, what are you doing? And tonight I get it. I'm like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> but the other team, Dave, that I'm a huge fan of is the Bonita Vista Barons. Oh, cool. And all I know is that we sat here a couple of weeks ago and a coach that, it's up to you if you want to name him. I won't. It's not my spot. But you said there was a coach that was talking shit and said, hey, Benita Vista, why don't you beat Eastlake and do something? It was a Torrey Pines football coach who's not the head coach, from what I understand. Oh, and I don't, I don't know coach? who he is. Not even a head coach. What's he do there? <laughs> I don't even know if he is a coach. He says on his Twitter bio he's a Torrey Pines coach. But he's talking all kinds of shit to me about beat Eastlake and then run your mouth. And I was like, well, number one, I would never talk high school baseball on Twitter. Right. Until this guy started going nuts. And I said to him, hey, you know what? We're going to get our shot against Eastlake. We've won 10 in a row. We're, we'll see what happens. But, hell, you guys couldn't beat your rival across the street in Cathedral. We'll see if we can take care of business <laughs> on our end. I love that line. So two games last week. I forgot to mention it on Wednesday. My apologies to you and the entire Barons fan club. But now, how about this, Dave? I, oh, where, how were you guys ranked? Was Eastlake ranked number one? They were number three uh, when we faced them. Three overall, like and 26 in the state. Dude, I don't even know where we were ranked. Um, probably around 18, 19, something like that. But, but where do it, you play Wednesday? Here, here's the difference is, and again, I, we, I live in Eastlake. I coached there for seven seasons. The Eastlake has 11 Division one players on their team. Damn, dude. I, I have one. I have one kid going to San Diego State. <laughs> wow. They have the number one player in the nation. Right. You know, Marcelo Meyer, the number one player in the nation. You're, I mean, Bryce Harper basically is on their team. And we, um, and, and Bryce, I mean, uh, excuse me, Marcelo, by the way, uh, talking to him on Friday, is going to come in and, and actually do an interview uh, before the draft. Nice. Yeah. Um, so a- anyway, so we face them on Tuesday on their field and, we win. We go extra innings. And we win on a, on a home run in the ninth inning, two-run shot. Then we face them again on Friday. And even though they never led in the game at all on Tuesday, they're running their mouth saying, we got lucky. Run it back. They're screaming oh. at us. As we're walking off the field, run it back. We win 8 nothing on Friday. And we beat them. First time. Both teams were undefeated in the league, and we dude, knocked them off. That's fantastic, man. So it was, dude, it was a big step. That's fantastic. Okay. And and I'll tell you what. I'll share this story, which I, I said I would never, never share this story on the mic, but I'm going to share it right now, okay? So when I coached at East Lake, Josh was there. I was yep. there. And Jake used to show up to practices every day as in, as a third grader. And he just loved being around the team. And he showed up, and they gave him a uniform, and he was like our bat boy and all that stuff. And he kind of grew up in that program. Well, when I left uh, East Lake, when Jake was going into ninth grade, because uh, Jake's mom and I didn't want to put him in the same school for the fact Josh is is, is tough to, to follow. Sure, Josh, good course. student, good athlete. And we said, you know what, we're going to make his own way, and we put him in a different high school. And uh, he went to a different high school, and then uh, at the end of his freshman year, he just said, you know what, I want to be with my friends. I grew up with everyone, all my friends who were 
at East Lake, I want to go back to East Lake. And so his mom and I said, okay, oh, yeah. you transfer back. So he transferred back. The coach was very upset with me. He's currently there. He was very upset with me for quitting as, uh, as an assistant coach and took it out on Jake and wouldn't let Jake even try out for the team. And so Jake uh, didn't try out for the team and all his buddies, Julian and Casey Schmidt yeah. and, and all the guys that, uh, that you saw that, that have moved on to pro baseball. And not saying Jake was a pro baseball player, but Jake was really good. Uh, didn't get a tryout. And kids were saying to the coach, what are you doing? He hits home runs all the time. Yeah. We, we need him on this team. No trial. And it went like this for four seasons where Jake basically was blocked off because of the coach being upset with me. This is where the depression started. This is where things started downhill from Jake, where he was separated from his friends. Yeah, they were still friends of his, but there's a difference being part of a team. Sure. And they won a lot. They won CIFs, and they won a state title in 2017, the year that Jake graduated high school. He wasn't part of it, and he wasn't part of the, the whole group. So he lost his, 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 I guess, feeling about what Jake was. And I, I blame the coach for basically, you know, putting him into a downward spiral. And during this time in high school, Jake attempted suicide twice. The depression was, was real. It wasn't, oh, I'm just sad. No, he was devastated. And so for us to uh, play them on Tuesday and win, and yeah. then play them on, on Friday again and win, all I can think about is Jake. I, yeah. I hugged Josh on that last out and said, this is for your brother. Right. And Jake's mom was there, and we had Jake's uh, jersey because Jake was a head coach, was an assistant coach at Benita when, when he passed away. And we took a picture with the with the jersey, the three Love of us. It. And as soon as my wife touched it, she started crying. Yeah, and of course. All of us had tears in our eyes. It was the only time that I can think of where you know tears rolled down my face outside of when Josh told me he was playing football at Alabama that he made yeah. the team. But otherwise, it was it was a big kind of you know what it was it was a good day because it felt like um, it, it put an end to the 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 pain of realizing this one guy. Uh, maybe he didn't realize what he was doing, but man, it completely uh, ruined a, a, a kid's life. Yeah. That's when I talk about creating good childhood memories. My son didn't have it. Matter of fact, it broke him. And so uh, my attitude was, let's go out and play. He, the coach wasn't playing. I wasn't playing. The kids on our team uh, played fantastic for two straight games. And, and sure enough, we ended up winning both games. And so if we win tomorrow against Otay Ranch, we already tied a league championship. We're already going to be league champs. But if we win tomorrow, we're, we're outright champs against Otay Ranch. Well, don't fuck this up, okay? Dude. That's a really good story. And if you yeah. go out and you fuck this up tomorrow, right, that's what I'm I kind of told it. That's what I was saying to our kids. I go, look, fuck. if we lose and we share this title, Nobody, it's yeah. not going to feel like we that's won it. it. I told them. Well, you know what you Let's should get our do shit tomorrow. together. Fast forward the movie Miracle until the goddamn Kurt Russell speech before the gold medal game. You fuck this up, nobody cares. You fucking take it to your grave. To your fucking grave. That's what you tell them tomorrow, you big bitch. All right, so let me ask you a question. I'm asking you a coach question right now. Let me now. hear it. So we played today. Is we it for me, Dave? No, no, this is for you. This is both. You know what? I, I should ask it as Kintera. Fuck you. I want to hear what Kintera has to say. This nice is a John or angry John? Doesn't matter. This is this is a legit question. All right. Okay? No joke. So today we played Otay Ranch today, and we lost. It ended our 12-game winning streak, okay? There you we go. Just, we weren't ready to go. Living high on the hog. Everybody we were living high on the like hog. laughing at you. We were. <laughs> and so we play Otay Ranch. It's their senior day, and they were okay. playing to win because they want to share the title. Right. And my attitude was we win today, which we didn't, and tomorrow, which is our senior day, I'm going to play all the seniors that – 
basically their high school career comes to an end before yeah. the playoffs. And now that we lost and we have to win tomorrow. Yeah. My question is for you, coach. Yep. Do I say play to win the play league championship win. or do they I play it. all the seniors? No, you play to win. Fuck it. It'll be the much better memory. The much better memory will be winning than going out losing. It's not even fucking close. That's the easiest decision of the day. You know what's funny is I'm with you. I had everything written out months ago on how I was yeah. going to run senior day, and yeah. I brought in all my coaches, and I said, what do you guys want to do? And they all said exactly what you said. Yeah, you, we play to win. You play to win the championship. Like my my friend Hermit. Look at that guy's ass hanging out. <laughs> what's going on? Dodger Stadium. Dodgers, pull, your fucking, pull your fucking pants up, asshole. Look at this guy, Dave. Hang on. Let this play. Hey God, watch this. Sorry, everybody. Look at this guy. You know, where is he? Uh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Come on, dude. Come on. You fucking Dodger hat. Put your pants up, for Christ's sake. Look at Greg Bergman back there, Dave. By himself. <laughs> this guy go commando? Yeah, completely. Um, <laughs> like my friend Herm Edwards sent me a sweatshirt one time said, you play to win the game. That's it. Yeah. Okay, okay good. You made There's me no feel seat. better. Dude, come on. What's going on here? I have a club. What's going on here? It's embarrassing you lose the day. What if I get my ass chewed by like six parents tomorrow? Man, I thought Tyler was going to play. His nana's here. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. Fuck it. We're here to win. Go to the mall for Christ's sake. Go see nobody. It's a great movie. <laughs> Go to the mall for Christ's God sake. God damn. Go to California Pizza Kitchen. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, scram. Get, 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 get. Your attitude. <laughs> you need your pal Lozier down here running security. <laughs> she won't put up with any of that. No kidding. Brian would. He'd get steamrolled. <laughs> hey, I tried to tell him. Play everybody. It's a game for the kids. I don't know what to tell you. Christy'd be like, shut the fuck down. <laughs> you too, Brian. All right. <laughs> she came down and, and watched the game on Friday. Nice. Four hours in traffic just to watch a high school baseball nice. game. Nice. I love that. Um, <laughs> dude, I, listen, I, the weirdest thing is going on on social media, Dave. I cannot figure this out. And, yeah. and I say this as somebody that sat here, whenever it was, 18 months ago when they hired Jace Tingler, I couldn't figure out what the hell they were doing. Right? When there were other options. Shit, I think we talked about Joe Girardi. We talked about Showalter. We talked about Ron Washington. And, uh, and Jay Stinkler's come in, and I think you and I have both said he's done a really, really good job yes. with that team. Yes. And there's something, Dave, about... Listen, I, I think everybody would look back. I think you stepped in a huge pile of it a year ago with the Tatis home run. Grand Slam. Uh, Grand Slam, correct. But to his credit, he learned from it very quickly and didn't double down like La Russa did. Yeah. He, uh, he supported his guy, and I think we all look at it and you go, that's great. Dude, I'm watching this team today, and they go into this game this morning. They're 34-20. and 20, And you go, I, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right? When you realize Tatis has missed 17 games, the pitching staff, the starting pitching is pretty close to a wreck. Yeah, your left fielder has been basically absent the whole year. Yeah, and you've gone through a lot. Machado's been banged up, right? Yep. Nola's been banged up. I mean, Myers has been out. You have COVID guys, been out. yeah. Yeah, you have gone through. Grisham's out. I mean, dude, every guy, 
and your everyday eight has yep. been impacted, and you're 14 games over 500. Best record in baseball. And there are people questioning the job that Jay Stingler is doing. This fucking town. Right? I mean, not everybody. Now, listen, no, there were a lot of people that it came should be to nobody. defense. It should be right. nobody. He has the best winning percentage of every any Padre manager in history. I, I can't say enough how wrong I was on that. Where you go, God damn. Well, I, same thing. I, I did the same thing because, you know, he sounded like a fool. I manage games in my mind. Right. He had no history. Right. He sounded like a, just an idiot. But now when you watch him day in and yeah. day out, and and I get the AC newsletter, and I know people have their feelings about AC, but you and I... This town has feelings about everybody. Right. But we know Dennis. We yep. know Kevin. And have an appreciation for that. So Kevin wrote a thing today where he said, Tingler gets frustrated having to answer the same questions every day, but he should realize, even though I may know the answer, it's still my responsibility to ask the question. They go back and forth. And I read a couple of different reporters today. I think Katie Wu was one of them that wrote on Twitter. Like, look, man, we got to be able to get back into these locker rooms, talking to guys, um, one of the guys that we had on, Timberwolves beat writer for The Athletic, he talked about that so much of this job is built on the relationships that you establish when you're able to go down before a game and just talk to a guy without the recorder on, where it's all off the record, just background. So, hey, let me tell me about you. Tell me, I'll tell you about me if, you're, if you give a shit. And we go from there. And But I would just say, as weird as it has been, for Tingler, 60 games with a DH. Yeah. And now a full season without the DH and all the things we've already covered. I thought he's done a great job, Dave. Fantastic job. Name name another guy that's done a better job. I mean, I'm looking at the New York Yankees who are loaded that getting swept by the Tigers. Yeah. You know? Twins are a wreck. I mean, they're playing better, but I mean, I think they were 7-3 and three in their last 10, but they're still way below 500. And Rocco Baldelli is the former American League Manager of the Year. I think Padre fans, and not all of them, but Padre fans overall forget what you wore really fast. Really fucking fast. Well, again, I would say it's a very small percentage because most people came to There shouldn't the be any complaints. I just don't understand. There should not be any complaints. Yeah. They, they've been playing so well. Number one in run differential, your favorite stat. I do like that. The pitching has been incredible. Bullpen. Yep. And at the same time, they're, um, they win games and extra innings all the time. I mean, yeah. they, they, they're, they've been clutch. That goddamn Tatis is insane. Look, when you watch Tatis with the three-run homer the other day, yep, absolutely crazy, right? Yep. And, and the kid from the Astros misplays the ball; it gives them another opportunity. <laughs> that was great, right? But I and then I watched everybody beat the shit out of Paddock today. But I'm watching that game, and I don't know, Dave, if you saw it. If you saw the home run that he gave up to Javi Baez, yeah. But I look at that, and you go, the pitch before that is corner outside corner dude that ball easily could have been a strike and could have been right but it's Javi Baez guys get calls it happens across the game and you go holy shit right that could be and I think if I remember right I think Paddock had two strikes on him at that point had been pitching with confidence and it's the same situation I thought holy shit this is just like the Astros game where if a guy like Tatis is given another chance, or a guy in this situation like Baez is given another chance. Boy, they don't let you off the hook. 
that's what makes those guys so special. But I watched, I mean, I watched Paddock today. I've seen Paddock look a lot fucking worse than he looked today. He had been pitching really well until today. And, and not to make excuses for the Padres. Look, you, you go to Houston, okay? Yeah. You play yesterday. You f- travel, and then you have to play basically in the morning. I mean, it's, it's say whatever you want. You play in the same city back-to-back like yeah. that, it's hard. You do that after getting on an but, airplane, it's hard, man. I'm, I'm watching today on social media, and we saw what Joe Musgrove did. I don't know what, I don't know what the plan is at this point with Blake Snell because— Holy shit. Because Mackenzie Gore is the other guy where you go, holy shit, right? Now Gore has a blister again, so he's down at AAA. Yeah. Musgrove comes in and just, holy cow, talk about your amazing pickup of the offseason, the latest that we look at that Preller has made, right? Whether you go Cronenworth, Caratini, Grisham, how many of these guys where you go, holy shit, kind of under-the-radar guys, and now uh, and put Joe Musgrove on that list for a thousand different reasons. Musgrove comes in, but I thought Paddock today, Dave, there's... Yeah, there's pitch, and everybody's like, oh, his bullshit about this pitch and that pitch. Ton of pitches through, I think it was at 65 pitches in three innings where you go, how the fuck are you at 65 pitches yeah. in a game you're up one nothing in? <laughs> that's, that's kind of what we were talking about a few weeks ago that Snell does, where it looks like Snell tries to strike everybody but, out instead of just getting out, hitting your spots, getting out. I mean, really, you should be aiming for 13 pitches or less per inning. Right. Yeah, I mean, would be ideal. I think I think 15 to 17 is probably well, more realistic. Well, but if you do that, you're never going to go as far as what they need you to go. You, you're going to kill the bullpen. If you go 13 or less. Off. Fuck, you watch these guys. They fall off eight, nine pitches, right? And all of a sudden, you're, you're there. But to me, Dave, I'll take Paddock today because I go, this fucking kid looks like he's pitching with the confidence that he had two years ago. He looks completely different, in my opinion, than the guy we saw earlier in the year. I'll take this Paddock any day over what we're seeing out of Blake Snell right now. Well, I tell you what, you look at Paddock, his last, what, four starts have been pretty damn good. I listened to uh, Trevor Bauer today, made me laugh. When he reviews his performance, they'll mm-hmm. say, well, you had, you know, two walks, whatever, the question after yeah. the game. No, I didn't. He goes, those were strikes. Some pirate didn't give them to me. I don't mark those down as walks. Those were strikes. Like, he, wow. he, he sits there and goes, this is what I meant to do. This is what I did. Yeah. And the umpire didn't give it to me. I'm 100% happy with my performance. And, and I laughed. And I said, well, you know what? He, he kind of looks at it the way he needs to look at it, meaning, did I mean to make that pitch? Did I hit yeah. my spot? Did I do what I was supposed to do and put it into basically human hands to decide what was a, a, a basically a ball or a strike or an out or not? And for Paddock, I thought he made huge strides. You mentioned the bias yeah. uh, at bat. Yeah, that one could have gone a different way. And, but it yeah. wasn't wasn't Paddock's day today. But overall, if you're a Padre fan, you have to be extremely happy that Paddock has looked solid in his last four starts before today. Yeah, I mean, again, it feels like as I, I sit here and even think it, I, I was listening to Mud, I was listening to Scanlon talk about when the wind's blowing out at Wrigley like it was blowing yeah. out today. Boy, you don't have much margin for error no. at all. And pitch count got high immediately. But I just felt like watching Paddock today, you go, dude, there's there's shit you can build upon right there. Dave, I don't see anything for Snell at this point where you go, okay, we can build from this. Feels like the dude's at 74 pitches and down 3 nothing in the second inning. 
here, it's here's, really a drag, man. It's really a drag because it's not what you expected. I mean, everyone wants to think you're getting the Cy Young Award winner from a few years ago. Even though he's not an old guy, he plays like an old guy. Doesn't he seem like a guy that's at the end of his career? It, but he's not. Well, you know, he, yeah. he, he, he like he should have a good six years remaining in his career. Yeah. But he's not playing well. He hasn't played well. And it's it's incredibly disappointing. I remember when the, before the season started, how many times did everybody ask the question, who's their number one, Darvish or Snell? Yeah. Now it's like, does Snell belong in the rotation? And God, right now, damn. if it wasn't for his resume, you would say, get that motherfucker out of the rotation. It, uh, it, it circles back to what we talked about a few minutes ago when we were talking about Toronto with the Maple Leafs. And I was talking to friends of mine up there tonight, and I said, you know, the biggest problem with this team you don't really have any likable players on this team. You don't you don't have a lot of people that people around hockey are cheering for, right? Yeah. They they don't go, "Oh man, I love this guy or that guy." It's just kind of 20 guys. When I watch Snell and every day, like he's a very likable player. Yeah, he is. And and that's where you go, like, I can't tell you anything about Fam. I'm glad to see Fam's raised his batting average 40 points. There's only one way to go. Yeah. But you go, okay, cool, that's good. But I didn't have anything against Fam, or I wasn't necessarily where you go, oh, that guy's a great guy, or he's that guy. He just kind of saves himself. But Snell, Dave, is such a charismatic guy where you go, fuck, I'm, I'm cheering for that guy. But you just look at that and you go, dude, is it the mental part of the game? Is it the physical part of the game? Is it both? What has happened? Because that is just an unbelievably dramatic drop-off. He's 28 years old, okay? One and two. One win. That's it. Yeah. One win, ERA of 555. 555. Five, five. And you go, what but, the fuck? But, Dave, look at the, the hits to walks. Look yeah. Look at the whip. I think it's 1-8. It's 1-6-0. Oof. And that, that's the average of walks plus hits divided by innings pitched. Yeah. I mean, that's basically, you're putting three guys on base every two innings. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Dude, you can't, you cannot do that and get away with it. And now I look at this team as you go into the next two days and you got Weathers and Lamette back to back. Well, how's that going to work? Okay, so here's the question is a lot of Padre fans are asking this going, what do you do with your rotation? All right, a guy like Snell, you can't see that they would put him in the bullpen, right? Right. So Darvish definitely is not going anywhere. He's, he's the best thing you've got going. Yeah. Okay. And then... Weathers has been absolutely insane, right? Yeah, but so he's only been going like three innings. Yeah, or- which is, is weird. I mean, the guy had pitched his ass off his entire life from yeah. the same exact distance. It's not like he's pitching from 70 yards all of a sudden. He's always pitched at 60 feet since he was 14 years old. But that night that we were here that his velocity dropped and he was fighting through a little bit of dead arm, they said. So I don't know, Dave, how long that lasts, right? Is it just that- seems so strange to me. Like, I, I, I don't understand. But when Weathers is, is pitching, you feel confident. Like, when you find yeah. out tomorrow Weathers is going against Kyle Hendricks, you're going, fuck yeah, right? You well, feel confident. Like, if you're a betting guy, you go, I'm putting my money on Weathers. I, I actually disagree because... Really? I, because what's the plan for Weathers? What we've seen for the last couple of starts was that Lamette goes two and then Weathers goes three, and you go, okay, well, they, they kind of tag team and you get through five. But now the idea that these guys are going to go back to back, if I'm the bullpen, if I'm Tim Hill, I'm like, what? <laughs> and one other thing. Am I crazy or in spring training, 
when Jeff Sanders or AC or AJ or Dennis Lynn were doing roster projections, if you go back and look in February at what these guys wrote, I feel like there were a bunch of roster projections where Tim Hill wasn't even on this roster. Yes, that's correct. And you go, that dude... Has been insane. Insane, right? Yep. And Craig Stamen as well. Yes. Everybody was fucking of him. I knew Stamen was going to be on there, but I'm watching Tim Hill and I'm like, I feel like we sat here and, and there were times when Hill was way on the bubble. And now you look at that team, you can't imagine that bullpen without him. No, right? not at all. Not at all. Just just so uh, talking about Weathers real quick. Again, we know his dad was a major leaguer. Okay, yeah. 21 years old, 2-1, 1.31 ERA. I mean, he's been yeah. incredible. I love what Against AC, good teams. I love what AC wrote the other day that said Weathers was uh, coming, out, coming out of the bullpen and Dusty Baker made a point of getting out there and hugging him because Dusty had managed yeah. uh, his father, I think, in Cincinnati. And, and whether Scanlon was talking about it or somebody else was saying, you know, we forget that he grew up in, in locker rooms and yeah. everybody remembers when he was a kid and all those different things. But, no, Dave, if, if I thought that both of those guys, Lamette and Weathers, were giving you a solid five or six, you'd go, yeah, I'd feel pretty good. Maybe it does reset the, the bullpen. But, dude, they've been going two and a, two and a third. <laughs> and you're going to pitch them back-to-back days? In the middle of a 20-game stretch? Who the fuck hired Tingler? And, <laughs> and they got stuck in those extra inning games this weekend. Oh, wow. You know? I mean, they, it's been incredible what that bullpen has been able to do. So, let me ask you. Where do you go in your mind if you're the Padres and you look at the rotation and you say, okay, well, I'm, I'm content with Darvish. Yeah. Okay? I'm content with Musgrove, correct? Yeah. Okay? So, then here's your choice. Weathers, Lamette, Paddock, Snell. Yeah, I mean, for right now, I'll, I'll take Paddock even with what happened today. I'll take Paddock over what we've seen. Snell immediately becomes your five. Well, okay, so who's your okay? So who's your four and your six? I just gave you six guys. Yeah, no, I, I actually— Do you want to go six-man rotation like people are saying, or do you want to go five-man rotation? I think you're going five, and for the time being, Weathers slash Lamette are kind of a two-headed monster while they're trying to work through the injuries that they have without those guys breaking down. Yeah, Lamette always feels like you're uh, a pitch you're, away. Yeah, right? A pitch away from something bad happening. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. It feels like uh, Mark Pryor. Dude, that's a bad thing, but you're right. Right? He feels like Mark Pryor. Wasn't it Josh Johnson? Who are the yeah. other guys that. Yeah, who never played through? for the pods? No. Yeah. Come out, throw one pitch, just walking off, light applause. <laughs> Tried to reach up his feeble little arm, tip the hat. Ah! Larry, my shoulder. Ah. Ah. God dang it. Damn it, Hutch. JoJo. <laughs> the icy hot. Yeah, I don't know. And and it just shows you, too, and I know this is every team, there was a time when we were like, boy, they're just getting a ton of arms. And now you're like, where the fuck are all the arms? Exactly right. We need 20 more. Dude, I'm watching. We have the Dodger game on now, and I'm watching like the Dodgers the other day against the Giants, a rival. Yeah, I'm like fucking 92, just replacing it number 66. Like, what yeah. the fuck am I watching here? Yeah, like this is this is terrible. And you're like, this is supposed to be the deepest team in baseball, and then all these guys are pitching, and their letters are falling off the back of the jerseys, right? Because they just got called up. 
And you realize there's no such thing as having depth. That everybody needs a ton of depth. Yeah, nobody's trading. No. It, it, it's a mess. Remember, hey, by the way, I want to point this out. We said on this show about a month ago, maybe two months ago, that Kevin Gossman was a guy yeah. that would be available. Honest to God, I think Kevin Gossman, outside of DeGrom, might be the best pitcher in the National League right now. He's Unbelievable, insane. Unbelievable, right? He's fucking insane. What the hell was his line yesterday? Is, is, it, it, he completely outpitched Kershaw, but he's been outpitching everybody. Is for, he 6-0? He, he might be. He's, he's like unhittable good. He, is, and, and he was like that in the 60 games last year. Forget about his record. If you watched him pitch, you're going, Baltimore? this guy, is, no, he's with the Giants again. No, I know. Yeah, but, he was, it, but with the, like, he was horseshit with the Orioles. I believe he was with the Braves, and he did nothing. He was always a yeah. disappointment. He looked so fucking good that I thought the Yankees were going to pick him up. I don't think the Giants are trading him anywhere as long as they're hanging around. No, but, I mean, I don't know what he's going to get on the market, but they've got money. I think he makes $18 million a year this year, and he signed right away with the Giants because he didn't think he was going to get good money, like like major, major right? money. Yeah. He's been, he's been incredible. He's been absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. He's only 30 years old. Yeah, he's been nails. I swear, I thought I saw a thing that said either they won. He's 6-0 and with an ERA of 1.40. Jeez. He's been, yeah. he's been completely insane. Yeah. So, uh Baseball has definitely been great, but man, oh man, who uh, who's ever running that bullpen back there for the pods? You just, I'm I'm wondering about him, Dave, the next two days because these guys are not known for throwing a thousand pitches. Yeah, and the idea that they're going back to back. I mean, Musgrove threw 56 pitches yesterday. Yeah, so that's you know Monday, right? I mean, 56 isn't crazy. But you go, all right, so let's think about that. I mean, Paddock goes today. Darvish went Saturday. So, I I mean, I don't know, right? I, I guess you just got to suck it up. I think for a long time we, we saw this coming, going, well, how long can they keep doing this? And then you see Pomerantz goes out and Kella goes out, and you're yeah. like, shit. You know, shit. Things, things <laughs> are, thin, are, are thinning down. Um, hey, you know what? There's, they're still playing really good baseball right now. And uh, it's up to, obviously, the general manager to figure it out for AJ to find somebody that can uh, fix this or but, help this team out a little bit more. But a goddamn 12-man pitching staff, when a 12-man pitching staff isn't enough, right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Cristobal, all these guys are just, they've been unbelievable. So you want to make a run, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what, what I mean is, I said uh, during spring training, I thought 2022 was the year for the pods because Clevenger would be back. And I thought Lamette would eventually have the surgery. Now, I hope he does not. hope he, you don't have to yeah. win. Because if Lamette had surgery tomorrow, now he's not coming back to the All-Star break next year. Uh, or 23. Yeah. And you're going, son of a bitch. So, But I thought 2022 was the year. But seeing where they're at right now, and and arguably the three best teams in the National League, right there in the in the National League West, the, the Pods, Giants, and Dodgers, you go, well, fuck, let's make a run now. Padre fans have suffered for a long time. You're right there. We can see it. Nobody wants to play this fucking team. Go out and do what it takes. Who would hurt you if they traded somebody in the minor leagues to go, shit, I'd really rather not they didn't get rid of that guy. Uh, I would say, I mean, this is, I defer to my friend John Conniff, but for me, I would say Hassel. Yeah, I like Hassel. And I'd say CJ Abrams. Okay. So Gore right now is not one of the guys you refuse to get rid of. I I don't know. Who would want him? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Who wants him? I don't know. 
God and you've it. moved so many guys. I mean, you still have a bunch of young talent, right? Yeah. Just because we don't know them doesn't mean other GMs don't know them. But I don't even know who's available, Dave. Is anybody moving anybody? I like Hassel a lot. He, he's yeah. I, I do. I'm a big, big, big fan. Um, yeah, for Gore, it's very strange, and I'm not slamming the guy. What I'm looking at is you're looking at again a guy who's struggling, as you said, the blisters, the five ninety, yeah. uh, not five nine four ERA, the control problems, and you could just go, what the hell happened? Like yeah. he was the guy that everybody talked about throughout baseball that the Padres have this guy named Mackenzie Gore. I I think Dave, it, it's what we just said. With Blake Snell, could be the same narrative for Mackenzie Gore. What the hell happened? Because you should be sitting here tonight feeling good about Darvish, feeling good about Snell, even if you had questions about Lamette and Weathers, then Paddock comes in, and then you go, hey, and look who we're bringing up. Gore's ready to go, Yeah, and, and this is it. But damn, man. Uh, I mean, there's, there's issues everywhere. No matter what team you look at, there's there's something going on. It's just the difference of playing a 60-game year versus coming back to 162. No, absolutely right. A- absolutely right. It's uh, it, it, Baseball, man, I, I've, I don't think I've ever been a bigger fan than I am right now. Like, I really enjoy watching the games now because yeah. the, the Padres are relevant, the Dodgers are relevant, oh, yeah. and the, the fact that the three best teams, as I mentioned, the Giants, what they've done, it's a it's a shitload of fun, and the so deal great. is, you know, so many people. If you're you live in San Diego, you know, Giant fans. They're, yeah, they're Giants fans down here. People from San Francisco that love their team, and it's like you can talk baseball with almost anybody that's a moderate sports fan right now. Yeah, it's big, and 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 listen, did you see that goddamn? I mean, we talked about the home run for Tatis the other day. Unbelievable, right? And yeah, and the call from Orsillo is so good. Dave, that goddamn play that he makes at second base today. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Dude, it's it's a ground ball. He's on first. Okay, I heard this on the radio. He is going towards second and it's a bit a little bit of playing pickle. And the throw, Chris Bryant is at first for the Cubs. Sogard is at second. And Tatis is there. And he's playing pickle, and Bryant starts running him down. It wasn't nearly as bad as what we saw with the Pirates the other day. Which I'm still not over. uh, No, nobody should be over. (laughs) But Bryant throws to Sogard, who is standing in front of second base. Tatis stops, dances around him, gets his foot on the bag before Sogard can apply the tag. Okay, if I'm right, what I heard, Sogard, when he tagged him, tagged him where? Uh, kind of here. Yeah, in their ribs, the hip. Yeah. which bothers me. Now, where's the base? Uh, on the ground. Yeah. So why in the fuck would you ever raise your glove? Kids I coach want to do that too, and I go, the base isn't up here. The yeah. base is down here. There's only one place you have to protect. Right. That, drives, that drives me crazy. Dude, Tatis hits the bag immediately, and, and watching it with Don and Mud, and... They first said, because, again, those guys are working off a monitor, Tatis immediately signals safe. Well, these guys always do that. Don said, I wonder if the Padres are going to challenge this. And then you see from the first base camera that the second base ump signals safe. And he goes, whoa, are the Cubs going to challenge this? And they show Sogard, and he's laughing. He's laughing because he realizes that Tatis just beat the tag. 
That guy, Dave, it's every day. That guy's unbelievable. He does something that that's nuts all the time. All right, real quick. That Pirates-Cubs play, because yes. honestly, God, it bothers me a lot. That the fact that there's two outs? There are two outs. So here's the deal. Just okay? touch the base, you dick. It just run and tag him. Look, he can run back home all he wants. It's not. Here's the deal with home plate. It's not like if he makes it back to home, he gets to continue batting. Right. All right? There's only one place to go. It's the right. first. So the rule is, even if the runner runs all the way from first base, let's say he was on first, and touches home before you get that guy out, he's yeah. still out. Yeah. The run doesn't count. Right. Because the guy has to touch first for the guy, for the run to count. The, it's the part advance. of the continuum of play. Sure. And the fact that this motherfucker is a professional didn't understand, I just have to get this guy out. I, you know, whether I only need to touch the bag. Anything. Tag him. You can run him all the way back to his house. And that guy could score three hours and doesn't matter. That he All he has to do is get that guy out. As Throw the ball to first, tag the guy, anything. It drove me nuts that a professional player would not know the fucking rules. As soon as the guy gets five yards away from you and you're running south, stop on a dime, run north and touch the bag and go to the dugout. You're Holy done. Holy shit. Holy shit. You're done. Dude, that there was, was, there the was nothing funny. Play. Oh, it was nothing funny about it to me. It just drove me crazy that I'm like, you're a professional. Well, what the fuck? Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pirates, was, I think, I know he was the bench coach for the Twins. Yeah. But I think he might have done, and I, I, I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole, but I tend to think he had been part of the infield, too. Okay. Like, dude, what are you telling these idiots? How does that happen? Okay, here's my question for you. You're the general manager of the Pirates. Because oh. things are a mess in Pittsburgh. The, the fan base hates the ownership. Yeah. Like, they really need to sell that team. Yeah. So, if you're the general manager, what's your call? Do you go down to the manager and and say you're gone? Do you go to the player and say, I'm sending you to the minor? What do you fucking do? Yeah, somebody, you, right? I mean, you're, there's a reason you're picking number one in this year's draft. Yeah, again. Again. Because yeah. you guys are complete fuck-offs. Yeah. They are. They're, they're the tribe in yeah. Major League. Holy shit. They are. That was... I, I watch that thing every time you watch it. You're like, and the Cubs announcers are so funny. John Shami. Yeah. They're just yelling for, I think it's Jim Deshays, just yelling for Javi Baez. Just keep going. They apparently don't see you. Just keep running. You're invisible. <laughs> yeah. God. By the way, speaking of announcers, I think the Padre fan base broke Mark Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. I, he, uh, dude, did you listen to him at all this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Mark just says everything I think Padre fans want to hear now. He doesn't do anything that he used to do, which would be inside color comment. the game. No inside of the game. He just will come out with something like, you know, I love the fact that the Padres wear military uniforms on Sunday. And Major, Major League Baseball should do it for all 30 teams. Like he just says, I can't go wrong with this statement. Right. He completely sounds like a different guy. Yeah. What I the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, what the listen. going on? I just my feelings are hurt, so I'm just going to tell you everything. Fernando Tatis is the greatest player of all time. Shit that can't backfire. Right, I I love him. I I don't know what's going on. I saw a guy that wrote, "I love the Padres. I hate Padres." Twitter. Then I saw a big blow up tonight because Padre Geekster left Twitter. Yeah, and then somebody else grabbed the name Padre Geekster, and she's upset. Now I love Geekster, but if you left, what do you yeah. care? Yeah, who are you, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar upset someone's using the name Lou Alcindor? Relax. You forfeited the name. That's it. Who does the bike belong to? The bike is Moody's now. Hey, you quit. 
you quit. I mean, that's it. Uh, do you think any of us were that confused when the guy writes, hey, what the fuck is this? And you're like, wow, what happened to Geekster? <laughs> now, the one thing that I will say is that Ali Rat wrote today that there are people that are harassing Geekster, and I don't like that at all. Yeah. And not that anybody does, but that, I mean, if you gave up the name, you give up the name. Who cares? Um, but she's a very nice person. She is. And she's been very nice to come out to a couple of the events that we've put on, and uh, and I don't like that. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, if somebody wants to use that name, the desperate cry for attention and why any of us would pay any attention to that fucking guy. Nobody cares. But, but if people are bullying her, um, I don't like that at all. And I hope she's doing okay because I like her and I like her wife a lot too. They've yeah. been very nice. People. They have. I reached out to her a couple weeks ago. She's extremely nice. Too uh, nice for Twitter. That's for sure. Uh, one quick thing. We had talked about doing a charity event again on August 1st. I was super excited to do that. We're like, God, oh, it's a Sunday night. It's great. And then uh, last night at about 10 o'clock, after I put out 60 bucks for tickets to see the Blasters, Los Lobos, and X at uh, the OC Fairgrounds, I go, God damn, how fun. That'll be Sunday, August 1st. I know that day. Yay, I'm in. It's great. Bought tickets. I was like, oh, shit. I thought we were going to plan an event. Well, fuck it. We'll plan it for some time. Just not going to happen on August 1st. It's all right. It doesn't have to be August 1st. We'll find one. Our friend uh, Bob McElroy continues to do great shit at the Alpha Project. And so I uh, I told him, I said, we'd like to have a, a welcome back to civilization party. So at some point coming up in August, we'll put it all together. Absolutely. That's one crazy get-up suit that your boy like Draymond that. Green has on. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm using the phrase uh, nephew, like Snoop Dogg. Yes. You know Snoop Dogg goes, my nephew? Yeah. I'm using that instead of my boy. All right. That's good. <laughs> these guys, holy shit, have these guys been, Dave just flipped over to TNT. This shit the last four days has been so funny. The show is great. It's a great show. You don't have to be a basketball fan to watch no, the show. It's a great they're show. They're so funny. They go at each other so hard. Like the James Harden thing the other day was so funny. And then killing Kenny Smith. Did you see that? Yes. When they when Shaq kept crumpling the paper in his microphone. Shaq is, I thought Shaq, by the way, would be a bomb on this show. Because you know Barkley's great, and Kenny Smith's, you know, pretty insightful, and, and yeah. Ernie Johnson's fantastic. Shaq is so fucking nuts. The Dude, shit he great. says, the shit. He had no time for Kenny, uh, Kenny Smith saying he was the inspirational leader. He won, And finally, Kenny broke down and said it was Vernon Maxwell. <laughs> here's, but he, here's, here's but the, he kept doing, like, he kept crinkling paper in, in his own microphone every time Kenny was trying to talk to drown him out. It was so great. Here are the three Shaq things that I scratch my head at. One is Shaq swears the moon is closer to Atlanta than Los Angeles is. Okay, I like that. And he says the reason is he can see the moon from Atlanta, but he can't see Los Angeles. 100% serious. <laughs> Oh, it makes sense. Okay. Okay. The other thing is, he says, um, black people call licorice Twizzlers, and white people call them red vines, and they're trying to tell him they're two different things, <laughs> and he won't have it. 
And the third thing is he swears that you will save money if every time your gas tank goes to half a tank, if you fill it up, you'll save money instead of letting it go down to empty. Uh-huh. And they're telling him, no, you're just at the gas station twice as much. Yeah. And he 100% is arguing with everybody on set. I'm like, this motherfucker is driving me crazy. He's so great. But that moon comment kills he's me. He's great. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. You can't see the moon from Atlanta. Yeah. That's true. God damn, is that good? It's a good show. It's a good show. Hey, I want to mention Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor. Again, more than 20 years in the business. Told you guys, get on his calendar. Right now, it's getting warm. Would have been a great weekend to have that pool that we told you about. If you've already called Alan Taylor, you know what we're talking about. You had a great weekend. Three-day weekend, staycation in your backyard. Alan Taylor, the best pools in San Diego. He can make the dream come true. 619-449-4452. Yeah, I can't think of uh, any better way to spend the last couple of days, and especially now, can you believe, Dave, calendar turns to June tomorrow? And you know that means it's going to be hot as gopher nuts in a few days. And all you guys are going to be sitting around, lining up at Home Depot and Sam's Club, trying to buy that little fan when all you needed to do was make that call to Alan Taylor and his group at TaylorMade Pools. You'd be sitting out in the back playing uh, volleyball with the Fockers. <laughs> and instead, you're just going to be sitting there having your Aunt Sally drowse you with the garden hose. Jesus Christ. But, hey, do what we did. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Find that sponsor page. Take a look at TaylorMade Pools. See the decision your neighbors made, and now you can make that decision, too. You'll thank us later. Nobody better than the guys at TaylorMade Pools. Dan Williams, don't forget, tomorrow it's Tuesday. So, two-minute Tuesday on YouTube. He's going to give you tips on how to make your life a little bit easier. Most importantly, Dan's the guy you need to talk to when it comes to finances. We tell you all the time, Dan will help you get out of debt. So many of you are in debt, and it's a tremendous amount of stress. Look, nobody wants to be in debt, but many of you have been in debt most of your lives. Don't be embarrassed. You aren't alone, but it's time to fix your life. Call Dan Williams. Make your life that much easier. If you've never owned a home, and it's amazing how many people I know, doesn't matter the age, that have been in California a long time and still rent, Dan wants to get you out of the rental market, help you buy that first home, 858-688-6813. Give him a call, 858-688-6813. It's incredibly tough right now, housing for anybody in San Diego. Steve Verismo sent a note to Dan tonight. And said with the median housing price, 700000 in San Diego. Wow. And said uh, Steve had told family members, maybe go to Orange County, go to Marietta, do something else. Because not only is it crazy to afford or try to buy a house, but I think Steve said one of his relatives just had their rent raised $300 a month. Holy shit, right? Those are the kind of things that are going on. Man, it is getting incredibly challenging. And you need to make sure that if you're buying a house, your finances are lined up. Because I saw somebody else write, Dave, they were talking about a house that was $1.4 million. They went in at 60000 over the asking price and got outbid. Yeah. Because somebody else went 85000 over and it happened in the first day. That's how insane it is. It is. So give Dan a call. Watch that. He put a great video out today 
But be paying attention, man, because you need help in order to be ready to buy that house. And Brian Curry is the guy to help you buy that house. Also, if you're looking to sell your home and take advantage of this uh, inflated housing market, make sure you call Brian. He'll get the most for you at the same time. He'll leave you uh, in a neighborhood that you're extremely happy with. So many people, once they sell that home, they're trying to figure out where they're going to live. Brian Curry is your guy. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, there is so much equity in your property right now. What are you doing to make it work for you? Do you have the opportunity to maybe sell that big house and move to a smaller house? Or maybe it's time, like a lot of my friends, where they're kids that you feel like they were five and six years old. All of a sudden, now those kids are turning to be 16, 17 and need their own space. Yep. Can you take the equity from your initial property and put it to use so you can move into a bigger property? The guy who can help you do that is Brian Curry. Man, so many challenges right now. So many landmines in that housing market. Nobody knows him better than Brian. And finally, Kyle Fluker is the person you need to talk to when it comes to your website. Again, or vacation advice. No shit. Where is he in Virginia right Gettysburg, now? Gettysburg. Yeah. All dressed up like a soldier. Let me tell you something. Kyle's a friend of ours. First of all, he's a Cubs fan. He yeah, he's sharing that pod. today. Here's the deal with <laughs> Kyle. I don't care if you're wearing your fucking Padre hat in every picture. If you're in Virginia, you're in Virginia. Okay, don't make it sound like you're still in San Diego because you're wearing a Padre hat. Look, asshole. <laughs> It'd be nice if you didn't take fucking 40 vacations a year. But that shows you he can do his job from anywhere. He can help I you got, out. I got a computer. We're all jealous. I got Wi-Fi. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Wait till the Cubs Padres series is over. You don't want to hear his bullshit. <laughs> We're here grinding it out. Dave's trying to set up a new board. And Flugs, look at how perfect day at the Washington Monument. What? Weren't you just at Mount Rushmore? Hell's going on here? Goddamn Dan Rather. Traveling, seeing the country. He is. Joe Biden's like, give it a break. Fucking Kyle should host PM Magazine. He should. <laughs> uh, but he's traveling with his son, and I love that. Yeah, so many people have found out what we've been telling you forever is that, man, your website has to be up to par because people will not give you a second chance. And if it is not working at the level that you believe it should, and you know how you know, are you eclipsing last year's sales numbers, the numbers from 2019? If the answer is no, it's not the market, it's you. So give Kyle a call. Let him work on that website. He'll get you up and running. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going May 31st. First start off with someone who's no longer with us, John Bonham. John Bonham. Wow. Awesome. Um, He's the guy that scared the shit out of all of us when we started drinking, right? Yes. Make sure you pass out on your side because right. you don't want to end up like John Bonham. Don't lay straight back over the edge of the couch. You're going to choke on your vomit. Oh, a terrible way to go. What a terrible way to go. Uh, John Bonham. We all heard that story, right? Yeah. 73. 73? 25 million. $10 million. He should have been worth more. Too he, bad. Should, he should have been worth Incredible, more. right? Yeah, absolutely. Brooke Shields. Very doable. Battle A. Oh. She falls in the battle A category. Well, I saw this whole thing. Can't keep that- a guy. Andre Agassi couldn't win shit when he was with her. Yeah, too much stress. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this thing where this whole thing, and she's, I think it was People Magazine. They had this big article about uh, Brooke Shields coming back from this accident. And I go, what 
the hell happened? Was she in a car accident, right? Plane crash. What the hell happened? She slipped at the gym and ended up like breaking her femur. All kinds of shit. Come on, Brooke. Not bad looking, right? Beautiful. But you wonder what the hell. Did you see that clip that Costa sent us today about that couple that fell off the balcony? Dude, that was unbelievable. It was. Like the guy went head first into the cement and the girl went face first into the cement. Yeah. Asked, what were they trying to do? I asked Mike, I go, what were they doing before they fell? He just writes back, eating a 300-pound ham. What do you think they were doing? Uh, Brooke, <laughs> I don't even know why I asked this asshole yeah. questions. <laughs> no, I don't know why I do either. I think Brooke Shields is 56. Uh, Brooke Shields is 56. Dude, you're two for two. What Look the fuck? I think she's worth $40 million. That's 100% right. Shut up. Jesus. Love it. Red hot. Red hot right now. All right, here we go. Clint Eastwood. Oh, fuck. I think Clint Eastwood today is 84. 91. 91? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Frank Morris is 91. Can I believe that shit? I think he's 100 million. Dude, not even close. 375 million. Damn. How about that? Living up there in Carmel. Yeah. No wonder he got rid of the restaurant. I didn't know he was 91. Wow. 91. All right, two more for you. Colin okay. Farrell. Colin Farrell. 54. 45. That's it? That's it. 30 million. 80 million. Damn. I like Colin Farrell. This one surprised me age-wise. Leah Thompson. Oh, shit. The, uh, the mother from Back to the Future. Yeah. 58. 60. Really? Very doable. <laughs> um... $11 million. $14 million. All right. All right, here we go. Seeing her. Okay. Five random questions. What is one thing you look forward to doing this summer? No doubt concerts. Already have tickets for two. Cool. I'm seeing uh, a friend of mine is a big rockabilly fan. Yeah. So I'm going to the coach house in Capistrano, and I'm seeing Lee Rocker, who I think was one of the Stray Cats. Now, I can't tell you one Lee Rocker song. Yeah. But a friend of mine wanted to go, and the coach house is a blast, so that's it. But as I mentioned, on August 1st, uh, two of my favorite bands, Los Lobos is so goddamn good live, and the blasters are unbelievable. So Sunday, August 1st, it'll be at the Orange County Fair. So that's going on. Just being back. They've been back in a movie theater uh, the other day was great. And then today... Being in a local sports bar with my sons, just hanging out, having lunch, um, baseball games on everywhere. That was great. Cool. What about for you? Um, it's funny you say that. Um, probably just getting back to normal, where as far as I'm going to Arizona in a few weeks, coaching. Yeah. Last year it was canceled for the first time that I've been going like 13 straight years. Looking well, forward yeah. to just no masks, just, just out there coaching baseball. My kids get their second shot on Saturday. Okay. So, yeah, I saw people that were out. Uh, uh, the Beach Boys were at Petco Park. Ziggy Marley was there last night. Beach Boys cool. were there Saturday night. And it's like just the genuine smiles, right? Yeah. No offense to the Beach Boys. They're fine. But it's not like Carl Wilson's dead. Brian Wilson's not the group. Dennis Wilson's dead, right? Fucking Al Jardine doesn't travel with this group. It's Mike Love, John Stamos, and four guys. Is named- John Stamos still with those assholes? Yeah, he's there. Four guys, four guys named uh, Alan. You don't know who the fuck these guys are. But people were so excited. Like, you go, that's pretty cool. 
Oh, that's funny. All right, here we go. What, uh, speaking okay. of summer, what's your best childhood memory? Oh. Oh, I like that. Uh, old school Minneapolis Met Stadium. Going out, kind of talking about what my sons did, being about that age, being about 13, and my my buddies and I, we lived in an apartment complex, and we worked, and we were able to make some money, and we didn't live far from Met Stadium. So one of our moms would drive us, and we would go to afternoon games, either for bat day or windbreaker day, any of that shit. And the Twins infield at Met Stadium, Dave, I've, I've told you this before, it wasn't like, um, and I don't remember any other infields. I've never seen another infield like this. But the Twins infield didn't look like it does at Petco Park or Dodger Stadium or anywhere else. It was this dark, rich brown. It looked like just Ovaltine had been poured yeah, out there. Like Folgers coffee. Yes, exactly. And we would go out to Met Stadium and just hang out, and tickets were five bucks, and you, know, you had enough money so you could get a hot dog yeah. and a Coke and just funny, hang man. out watch. Somebody posted the other day a picture of Rod Carew and Harmon Killebrew, and I just go, fuck, man, that was my childhood. I mean, I'm sure for you, I can do it right now. I can tell you, Butch Weiniger catching, Harmon either at first or, or, or Carew at first in D.H., Rob Wilfong at second, Roy Smalley at short, Mike Cubbage at third. I think left may have been either Steve Braun, Lyman Bostock, Larry Heisel, Pete Redfern, Roger Pug Erickson. Like you can just Dave Goltz, yeah. Jerry Kuzman, yeah, Mike Marshall. That little sack of Dude, shit. Dude, I knew everybody from bullpen. every team. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, uh, and just going out and Craig Cusack, Glenn yeah. Borgman. Just yeah. cheering for all the guys on the Twins. It, I, I loved. That was it for me. I mean, that, and we had a pool in yeah. our complex. And every kid, I grew up in a neighborhood where there were like 13 kids. And at night, we we stayed within our borders, and we were just sitting out at the yeah. pool all night. What about for you? Kind of the same thing. I mean, it was all it was all baseball. It was yeah. always it was baseball all the time. I mean, it's when I look back at it, I think I must have thrown 1,000 basically pitches a day. You know what I mean? Against like the garage? No, I, I always had a buddy. You know, I, I yeah. had two friends, my friend Matt and Danny, that that, that they come over you? every day. Who were you when you were pitching? Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, well, I was always Steve Garvey playing catch, but pitching uh, was like Rick Roden. You know what yeah, I mean? I was Rick Wise yeah. of the Red Sox. It made no fucking sense. Rick no. Roden was the first Dodger Even pitcher. Ed Figueroa. Don Sutton. I don't know. It was, But then we'd play burnout. Like, I mean, I imagine yeah. I was just ripping the fuck out of my elbow. Yeah. <laughs> Lamette's like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah, but like pickle, you play yeah, that, oh yeah. right? All day. Yeah, we did all the time, and then take a break, run down to Seven Eleven, grab a Slurpees yep. with a cup, with a cup with a Garvey or Dale Murphy yeah, with on the it. Coin. Dude, it was it was awesome. And then if if we were lucky enough to get a dad to take us to the Dodger game or Angels game, yeah, dude, we're on cloud nine. Like someone Congrats. said, we had Angel tickets in two weeks. It was a countdown to Angel Every games or day. Dodger games. Every day. And now you talk about holding ticket stubs. I remember having ticket stubs that I'd stick on my wall that I'd keep. Yeah. You talk about the lower bowl at Dodger Stadium, six bucks. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, it's insane. It, it was it was such a good time. And it, you talk about your childhood. It was all baseball. It was always baseball in the summer. We As we got older and we came here, we you couldn't really get onto the high school parks, but you could always get into the Little League parks. Yeah. 
But what was really fun was we played, and you play like four on four, right? Or, yeah. or maybe five on five. So you'd have kind of one guy in the outfield and guy at short, guy at second, right? And and the other team would, you know, you'd catch, you'd pitch, but the other team would catch for you, right? But the rule was that if you hit it out, that was the end of the inning. Yeah. And it was so fun because you would just play and then somebody would just get a hold of it. And not only was it uh, end of the inning, but you had to go shag the ball. Yeah. And if you lost the ball, they were fucked. You had to go buy a new, you had to go buy new baseballs. Yeah. And so, dude, you better not hit one out, or yeah. you, or you better have ten bucks with you to go buy baseballs. Which is so funny, man. We had baseballs that would last like seem like one yeah. ball would last a month. Like yeah. if you look behind me right now, I have maybe eight hundred baseballs. Where right. if I had these as a kid, I'd be in heaven. Right. But if if anybody got a hold of one, get moving, Dick. And we would just. <laughs> Just sit out there all day. It's the greatest. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a great. It was a great time. All right, here we go. Which celebrity gets on your nerves the most? Well, I've hit the wall on on. I've hit the wall on Pink. Really, I'm Pink. Yeah. Okay. I've hit the wall on her, Gwen Stefani. Really. Yeah. Why Gwen? Stefani? They just feel like they're on every every two seconds. They're on the radio, right? But as far as, I mean, it's not like they've done anything, right? It's yeah, not well, their get fault. get on their nerves to get on your nerves. No, but I'm saying it's not their fault. The radio, it's not like they've done anything where the um, radio stations just keep playing their music. It's not like either one of those two control it. So I got to think, I think in fairness to them and your question, I got to think about a celebrity who's actually doing something that makes them annoying, right? Like intentionally going, I'm a little sick of that fucking guy, Prince Harry, crying the blues all the time. He said he hated Gilbert Godfrey last week. Well, yeah, but when's the last time he's been heard from? That's true. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that Prince Harry crying the blues <laughs> and his, what was it, girlfriend? Did they get married? That's his wife. His wife. Those two fucking, uh, so tough living our life. I'd say those two. Who do you got? Alan Horton comes to mind. What Cry did baby. he do? No, I'm kidding. Not Alan Horton. Amy Schumer. Not yeah. an Amy Schumer fan at all. But, but she's been off the radar for Just a while. Every time I see Amy Schumer, I'm like, ah, not a fan. No. I, I don't know what it is about Amy Schumer. And I know we shouldn't shame people, but Amy Schumer, I think, swears she's hot. She's not hot. I don't know about that. I Ugh. just I think she swears she's funny. I can't. St- yeah, she's not that either. Not an Amy Schumer fan. What if you had the chance to go to a Dodger game on yeah. Steve Garvey Jersey Day? Yeah. And you also had the opportunity to watch two innings with Garv. The only catch being is that Amy's driving up there. You have to drive home from here in Eastlake <laughs> on I'm a Friday night. I think I might have turned that one down. You're going to turn down a chance to hang with the Garv? Yeah, man. I've hung with the Garv before. And you know what I've realized through the years? Garv's not a fan of mine. No, not at all. It's really disappointing. Well, you have no yeah. way to blame but I, yourself. I, you're, you're right. You're, you you're, ab- you're absolutely right. You had an opportunity you whiffed. You're, uh, man, it's one of those where don't meet your heroes. That's oh, what happened. like, don't meet your fans. That's true. That's what Garf That's what Garf is saying. saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he my number. All right, who is the last person to tell you to go fuck yourself? Oh, I like that. Does anyone ever tell you to go fuck yourself? No. Not like, not like. Mean it? Yeah. 
I mean, the guys on my team say it every day because we just bust balls all day. Um, no, I, I think, thankfully, I'm happy to say um, I have a lot of friends like that are very funny in circles and have done a lot to keep everybody together for the last year and a half. And there's so much ball busting that there's a yeah. lot of go fuck yourself on that, which I find hysterical. I do too. I don't know. You and I are sick. But but nobody means it. I, I haven't had anybody genuinely really, really mad at me, I don't think, in a long, long like time. Like nobody in traffic has ever said go fuck yourself or fuck you. Uh no, not that I no. not that I could think of because they've for traffic, if I fuck something up, I'm pretty quick to give the hand. Yeah, like I try to acknowledge it. My fault. Yeah. And then if they still keep bitching, then you go, hey, shut up. But thankfully that hasn't happened. What about you? Bernie Wilson always says it to me. Well, that's I, a good one. Yeah. Bernie always drops a go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing it for years, and people who don't understand freak out when he does it. He does not care. No. Like the phrase zero fucks comes from Bernie. Correct. Who will yell it from 30 yards away in front of 300 people that freak out like a fight's always about to break out. Correct. I would, uh, but I, I just, I don't know. I think we get to a certain point we, where you realize. We're too old for people to say, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, and you keep yeah. yourself out of certain situations. That's true. Hopefully. I literally go out of my way, I think, to try and be the nicest guy I can be every day. I'm much nicer uh, now than I used to be. Well, that's good. I'm hopeful for tomorrow because yeah. at this point it hasn't been very that, encouraging. That, that's true. What do people criticize you for the most? Last question. Oh, I like that. Oh, no doubt. It's being a smart ass all day. That's the best part about you. I hope. Yeah, having zero patience. Um. Oh, uh, I'm fucking cussing. I hate when people get on me for cussing. Even when I go out of my way not to swear, I swear. Yeah. I don't cuss it's in when I'm coaching, but my mom always gets upset when I swear. Yeah. I uh, Like I said, I think everybody is in pretty good frame of mind. Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably the one thing the most. <laughs> that's it. All we're right. Just, that's it. So we're back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll actually be back Thursday if oh, Thursday shit. works for you. We might have to figure this one out. Okay. All right, because I can't to be do somewhere Wednesday. Thursday. Okay. All right, I can't do Wednesday, but it's okay. We'll uh, we'll get it figured out. We'll so, figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you at some point. Okay. Good deal. <laughs>
thing That guy with the attitude better go away Five-cent video game put a smile on my face Last stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I Yeah.